There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the creep dive. Well now, I'll tell you what I have in front of me. Oh my god. What? There's I just got to the centre. Oh wow, these are special. They're the salted caramel They're, ones, yeah. I'm not getting excited about this. They've been in Tesco for years. Nope. They have, they're like readily available. Boring. Ubiquitous. Fine. Oh god. <laughs> Did you only bring up the mint whips? Yeah, yeah, you know I, me. I, <laughs> you've met me. I have unusual taste in things. I love mint things, but I really am not here for this mint whip. So anyway, look, that's mean because people have brought somebody no, brought this in to the, us, I'm and there it's for so the other kind. I'm there for the whips, just not the mint. Anyway, we did our zoom. We did our zoom last night. Everyone got oh, very you, upset. Yeah, uh, condolences because yeah. there was a suggestion of. Moving it to a different zone. We um, and now we're, we're fucking trapped it in was it forever. An, uh, um, it I wasn't like we were leaving people in the lurch. We were explaining our plans to do more, to bring everybody more great content. But it turns out that all they want is that little chat box <laughs> where they can talk to each other. And absolutely rip it out of us. Yeah. Now, rip it out of poor Peg Teeth. Got they, they, a got lot. A, they got a little mean last night, I will say. <laughs> They got a little mean. They brought up the peg teeth in the chat when I tried to take the creep zooms away from them. Yeah. Shut up, Peggy. You really were That's yeah. very funny. It got Somebody me. was speculating about where one would get teeth, teeth whitening strips for peg teeth. Just cut one in half, guys. It's not, you don't have to be that clever about it. Oh, excuse me. This is nice to be back. 
It truly is. <laughs> Again, Twice, three times in the one week. We're being spoiled. Mm. And welcome to Sarah, executive producer, Sarah Dead. Our child bride in the corner, having <laughs> her <laughs> celebrating her... The co- first cut of the episode. <coughs> no, no, no. No, nah. She's celebrating her communion next weekend, so we're all going to be there. Cheap labour, look. it's Everyone gets it somewhere. Um, so, what, okay, we, we, what have we got this week? Well, now is there any a bit about admin. I'm too afraid to do house creeping because I think that the feedback has just been very negative. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a lot of action. Are you the feelings haver this week? I'm, I was the feelings haver last week. I'm, I'm very feelings heavy this week. I'm like... Have you found, I know this is probably oversharing, but I'm going to do it. Quarantine periods have been so much more emotional than regular periods. Of time or in your pants? Just, no, like, just like the emotions are insane. Like someone mentioned. Menstruation. Yeah, it's been a problem for me too. Mentioned Marley and me on the radio when I was driving down here this morning and I cried. (laughs) I was like, just, just the sheer mention of the film, Marley and me. It reminded me of the time I once cried when... Thank you for the music came on the radio because I thought to myself, people die. Not just people I love die, but people die. And some people may choose to play the song at their funerals. <laughs> and I cried. You're a fucking pussy. And I what's am. the song again? I've never watched Marley and Me. Thank you. For no, no, me. they're totally She's unconnected. Marley and Me is just a very sad film about a man. I mean, it's not though. Like, it's about a dog. It's fucking oh, pathetically so long. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. And to it me. is sad. It's it, very. Do you know sad. what? I, do you know what's even sadder? People having been hospitalised because they've stuffed a Dyson trying to suck out their period faster. <laughs> that is. That has been happening. And then, and my first when I read that first, I was like, okay, it ha- it did work for the people, which is why it sort of was c- catching on. Because it was like the power of the suction. But like the whole thing of the design of a Dyson is that it's clear and you can see the rubbish <laughs> swirling around. <laughs> so imagine. I'm not literally the shit show that that would be if you stuck a Dyson. There's no shit in your vagina. I know, but it's going to be. But yes, it would be an incredible bloodbath. But I'm not sure whether it was definitely a Dyson, but it was definitely a Hoover. This is so cool. Women warned <laughs> not to vacuum their period, in quotes. As two people are hospitalized. <laughs> two people. Like, did the first person watch the second person say, now you're not doing that right. Give me the Hoover. <laughs> um, but it was working. <clears throat> oh it does make God. you think there should be a way. It's the hormones. It's not really the blood. No, that's it's the, the hormones. It's the it's the emotions. It's On the Creep Live last night, we did talk a fair bit about like unusual things in your vagina. And this um, uh, article has also detailed the uh, lush bath bombs. <laughs> Get um, the fuck out of here. That is funny. Do you know what I'd love to put up there now? Just uh, one time if I felt I had a... Were there's original? No. no. Pop Sorry. rocks. Pop rocks. No, 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 Okay, I what about recommend. a salpidine? That would be... Fisherman's friend. A mental. Salpidine. <laughs> salpidine would be great because obviously a bit of codeine mm, absorbed yeah. through the vaginal walls, ace, and then like a little fizz. Just I like a little fizz in the closet. You'd be like one of those um, fourth year volcano experiments, I'd imagine. Yes. <laughs> Mentos in a dye like, bottle. Yeah. But with an element of Jen's holiday paste. <laughs> Were we talking about the holiday paste on mic or not? Oh, I think we caught it, but it's probably not going to make Why? it. Why? Because it's just, you talked about it, then you proceeded to eat your, your breakfast quite loudly into the mic. It's just for the ease of Sarah's life and the editing process, let's try and keep it Do you know what concise. I can do? I'd say. I'd say I'd bet 300 euro I could smoke a cigarette one of the thin ones 
a whole one for my vagina. It's just why yeah, we've got because what you use your kind of pelvic floor, yeah, is it? You do to the inhale. griefing. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I, I don't need, duck arse it though. I <laughs> <laughs> need to purse it closed so that there was a, a seal around the lips. Can, yeah, you know that's what true. I'm saying. That's that's true. To, you might need to get hands on just to close the gap, but make no a, other a suction, cheating. A firm suction. But I can bet I recommend you, though that you substitute out. A skinny menthol for just a little spliff. Because I think that that could <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet that. you you could get the vagina stoned. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I can I like, sit nearby so that I can get like a contact Passively. But, yeah. I'll oh. sit nearby with my salpidine. Oh my God, we should go to a haunted house, right? Yes. And each of us now put you're something cooking. weird up our ghee. And just, just chat. Yeah. Just chit chat about the experiences. <laughs> Just chit chat with the. Wouldn't that be? Why do we get this sponsored? What about? (laughs) Oh my god! What about? We used to build up to this level of grotesque, and now we're like five minutes in, straight on. What are we sticking up our vaginas in public? Look, let's think of a small Irish. This is still a professional outfit, Sophie. We are still trying to make a lot of money off the creep type. We. I'm about to ruin something for a whole lot of people. What about the white masau Rayu? What, are you, what words have you just said? You know that delicious, like, chilli sesame kind of oily relish? Bullshit. Uh, nuts floating in oil that's oh, costing everyone delicious. 15 euro. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> guys, get in touch if you would like to sponsor our, what will we call it? Ryu up the sh- <laughs> <laughs> She never, it never came. She Nothing came. <laughs> she was a mid. You had the eyes of a person. You went in far too quickly. Yeah. And your eyes were like wide with terror as you came to the end of the sentence, <laughs> knowing there was nothing there. Nothing there. Stewing in Ryu. I was going to say like a feast of flaps or something. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, cry laughter. Uh, I'm just on the, the high. dive. Oh, it's oh, perfect. I'm sorry I shouted that. We are, we are on, on. We're trolling sorry, ourselves now. Guys, We're really guys. trolling ourselves. It's gone too far. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway. <clears throat> I am sweating. I'm also wearing a real waistband for the first time in many months. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I know. In terms of, of a comfort breakfast. level, I would say I am Spanx at the Debs 2003. <clears throat> I'm oh, about yeah. to take these off and stuff them in a sanitary Why bin. have you done that to yourself? I just thought like I'd be fancy and as you can see I wanted to kind of dress like Winona Ryder. Yeah, that's achieved. In the 90s. Now, why don't you just undo the top button of your jeans? Oh yeah, it is very Winona Ryder it in will the be 90s. Hap- that will be happening. Do it right now. Just take your jeans off and uh, here's the salpadine. Very Stuff that up you. Thank you. It might take you down a notch. I'm wearing... Have you got... What t-shirt is that? I have such a flashback. This is my... Um, Dolman Ireland uh, souvenir t-shirt. From when? From, as you can see, um, somebody's mushroom trip in the late 90s. Would you have had that a very long time? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a where, very long that's time. That's how I know it. It's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is cool. For listeners of this <laughs> not, not visual medium, what we're looking at is a dolman with some kind of like, I'd say rave sort aura. of pattern aura coming off it. 
And then some sort of like Irish script underneath here. Dolmen Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. in the old Book of Kells text. I think I bought it like legitimately in a tourist shop on the Blaskets or something like that. Well, it wasn't a mistake. No. Nothing I do is, Jen, no. except for all the mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> We've had some, a couple of good iTunes reviews. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we've had some we really had one, nice ones. We had a nice one yesterday. This is from... <laughs> no, Sophie, amazingly. Um, <laughs> someone called Ev, Pod of Dreams, love the pod. After joining, she joined the patron out of necessity. I can never say that word. Necessity. So the three gals who kept me sane <laughs> through a long four-month lockdown with their mad tales. Anyway, she goes on. It's very nice. nice. And uh, she says that she likes to hear our voices. Isn't that nice? That's awesome. So thanks. If you're thinking about doing something nice, you could leave us a review. Do you know what would be funny? If you just left us a five stars and then a terrible review. (laughs) 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 I think that, personally, I would find that amusing. Personally, brilliant. Oh, wait now. There'll be a bloody cascade of them now. I think that's good. There actually will. That's grand. No, you're just inviting people to be mean again. It'll be five stars and then they'll, they'll... Put in some mean personal quips that I'm not emotionally ready for. Are you a sensitive <laughs> Sally today? I am. <laughs> oh God, Cassie! I'm do you have any you. photographs of your pet? I do. Oh, Cassie! I will go and they're they're old printout photographs yes. over in my parents' house. I will I will find some. Deliver. Yay! Deliver me. Thank um, you. Old peg. Cassie. Maybe we'll get this sponsored by like dental smiles or yeah. whatever and then I'll get a full new set of teeth the actual dream you already have teeth yeah but I'd like to get them done I once stumbled across the Turkish dentist that did all the teeth and showed the before and after pictures of all these minor celebrities from the UK and it is Magnificent. a very enjoyable read I've been down that road in terms of I my, my I love a good nose job before and after mm. satisfaction guaranteed I really want a full set of new teeth as well I'm, I'll, if we got I'll put that out yeah. there yeah. Smiles. Hey guys, anybody trawling for skills? Give a smile there, Sarah. How are you? Nice teeth. Gorgeous yeah. teeth. They're lovely yeah, teeth. you've got a good set. Young person teeth. teeth. Um, oh, my sister has braces, so I'm next in line. Yeah, yeah got to save up for that. She's literally giving those exact ones as well. Or? <laughs> Just finished. Retainer <laughs> yeah. clicked out. Take them sucked off. off the spit and <laughs> click it into number two. I don't, I would like a colouring issue. I would love white teeth. That's easy. You have white teeth. Mm, no, I mean, they're a bit off. Even a dentist once showed me a chart of teeth and was like, well, now obviously you'd be more on the yellow end here. And he was like, <laughs> but for rude. some people, that's just their natural. And I was like, as in, I can't even fight this. <laughs> I my, I went to keep going to new dentists because they always shame me about the fucking state of my missing teeth, etc. So my new dentist was like, oh, I see you've got a few missing teeth here. And I was like, yeah. And he said. For everyone who's, who's you know, this isn't a <laughs> visual medium and who hasn't seen you ever will be listening to this, which there are many people who don't engage with us on social at all, are just going to assume you're sitting here like a that's hick fine. with no teeth. That's fine. <laughs> telling your gross stories on the internet. <laughs> well, that's, that's fine. That fits. Uh, Going so out my wire dentist, over there. My new dentist was like, oh, I see you've got a fair few missing teeth. And I was like, yeah. And he goes bet you lived in a country without fluoride for a few years. And I went, yeah, I did you? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm stuck in this fucking lie. You're like, that sounds perfect. And then he was yeah. like, which one? And I was like, oh, just guess. South America countries. And he was like, yes, countries. yes, yes. I see a few mouths like this. People who've been traveling for years. And I'm like, yeah. A few mouths like this. I have, yeah. 
So now it's now I'm in this brilliant comfort zone of You definitely should have gone like crystal meth. Like meth, I should have, yeah. Because then you would have had all the kudos of being clean now and, you know, having done well in your recovery. I don't know how available that is in Dublin. South County Dublin, yeah. Uh, South County Dublin. (laughs) Just you don't you don't be tripping over a lot of meth. It's probably prescribed by the GPs in South County Dublin. Probably. But above board. Okay, let's get into a couple of stories. Okay. Skip ahead there. You see, what's good is the skip ahead section in our podcast is not ads. But I'm just used to skipping ahead. So when I start a podcast, I just go, ba, 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 ba. So I'm five minutes in all the time. Do you do that? No. Right. I just find the podcasts that I listen to, they generally get into it pretty quickly. (laughs) Here we all are together. Um, Sophie, are. you I, mentioned a fucking horror show that I'm interested in. I know, in. I just don't know whether I can actually do this, especially like after the queef dive and <laughs> teeth chats. It's just going to be such a pivot in the parlance of our times. Mm-hmm. Will I, My will mother I, said to me yesterday, do you know everyone's pivoting now? <laughs> everyone's said, pivoting. Yeah, it's true. It's like the new unpacking. <laughs> What's unpacking? Do you remember last year everyone was unpacking things all the time? Like Oh, feelings. Gonna, yeah, or like oh, unpacking yeah, yeah. Zuckerberg or, you know, right. unpacking the week. We're all being cancelled or pivoting right now. Yeah, So yeah. It's, it's tense out there. I know. I told you, I'm literally self-cancelling this weekend. I just can't take the unknown anymore of it. It's going to happen. It's more the, you know, just the lack of the unknown. Did so you I'm see that, take that tweet about white podcaster murder people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a few excellent. people sent that. I was like, you that? Yeah, did you tell? Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, oh. Don't rely on us to solve any crimes. <laughs> I've been projecting about the guards for so long. I'm also not capable of solving a crime. No, but you're also not, you know, they're, you're going to call the guards one day and they're going to be like, who? Cassie de fucking Laney. No. Cassie dissed the guards Delaney. I actually love the guards. I love them. They're really nice people. They've been keeping us safe. They've been doing a great job. Okay. They've been letting me off loads when they stop the car. <laughs> because of your <laughs> privilege, probably. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> <that'd, that'd laughs> be, be that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, you okay, want to have? Okay. I have a You've fucking, got just a mad collection of weird shit. Okay, I have um, Sarah, our creep intern, found me a great story this morning because I can all, I can, I can do that now. 100% cheating. cheating. It's not cheating. A, I pointed her in the direction. B, I was very busy. Oh yeah, here we go. Doing um, of stuff today and yesterday so we didn't get a time to do And this is our third creep. I didn't have third a story creep this week. Yeah, yeah. So you absolute bullshitter. Also, C, we do pay our creep intern, don't we? Yes, we pay Just our creep intern. Just check it. Excellent. Don't ask her how much. Um, it's, it's a good rate. I mean, it's not Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. Oh my God, we can't. I mean, but... all, where can we go now? Is there nothing? There is nothing. I did. Nothing is left. Oh, sorry. Did before, Creeps of the Week have to go to the celebs again with their, <gasps> oh, with their montage? <laughs> I turned it straight off. What did they say? They take responsibility. And there's a lot of this going around. We take responsibility with no affirmative action. Hmm. We're just being responsible and white over here and acknowledging that we've all existed in a system that's been designed to make us succeed. Is that helpful? Is it helpful? To be, you know what I mean? Does, it, does that help I think anybody? It's, I think it's, it's like it's, a, a, 
a point that you make and then quickly start looking at, at solutions what to do yeah yeah that's the problem and that's how yeah. we all like that's the reality of the situation is that like you know protesting is fantastic raising awareness is fantastic amplifying black voices is a great idea but ultimately we operate and thrive and work in a society and a system that was designed to make middle class white people thrive succeed. and succeed and to make it easier for them and if we want to have real systemic change we need to change that system but there's a lot of people being How? like well it's through politics and affirmative actions and legislation and tangible change tangible change and and positive bias and all these kind of things that we have to acknowledge and and go down and and attempt like it you know there's there's loads of things that you can do and it takes business owners and politicians to make those tangible changes so we are, are so and as individuals. civilians and individuals like, totally i yes. mean it's it's every step we can take and if your step is just clicking the link in the creep dive bio and choosing somewhere to donate that's a step mm. if your step is reading black authors or people of color or you know or it is yeah. just i mean i think everyone just should sort of pick well and that's start. it and it's the thing kind is, of su- the idea, supporting say, supporting minority-owned businesses is a really good start because how you spend your money is political so like if you choose to spend your money with a minority-owned business it will get to the stage where we have a more diverse you know economy <laughs> wonderful all right what you have Cass? you actually didn't even quite tell us <laughs> Oh yeah, we got sorry, Sarah. So, what do you have for today? <laughs> <laughs> we have a great story called "My MSN Crush Was Involved in Something Sinister and I Was the Target." Ooh, interested. That sounds really good. Um, I would, I would say maybe sandwich me. Fine. I just feel like people both need preparation for me. Is this, a, and is this about children again? Exorcism after me. God damn it. Oh I'm God. trying to make us stop doing this. It's it's just, it's such an outsized creep. Is this the dead kids? No. In the garden? No. Fine. <clears throat> okay. That's enough now. Cassie, kick us off. Okay, so this was, this was a post that was shared on Reddit yesterday and it's getting loads and loads of traction. So I'm mostly a lurker on here, but I've considered sharing my story several times. I was hesitant because absolutely no one knows about this, not my family nor my friends. I've held on to this for 10 years now and figured it was time to let it out. Plus, I think there are some valuable lessons that can be learned from my experience. Mm, That sounds guilty. Mm. For reference, I'm a 27 year old female and this story takes place 10 years ago when I was 17. I feel like we all have really creepy stories. If you looked back on your MSN days in hindsight and realized who you were talking to or like, Okay. Thought about who you were talking about. Se- I used to sex all those um, pedophiles. Yeah. Uh, sorry, cyber. Cyber yeah. sexmen. Cyber sexmen, good. <laughs> the absolute smell off you with that breakfast as it's well just, while you're you saying that. You just whipped it back out without, and you're like, <laughs> we're settling in for the stories. I'm getting the smelly breakfast again. <laughs> like, as if it's not the most distracting thing in the world. I <laughs> sit next to someone who's literally eating a fart for breakfast. <laughs> yes. While wearing a jumper of one horse fucking another. I am. Um, <laughs> do, do we need a little picture? Jen needs to be the creep holding image for this oh, episode. Hold finally. on. Let me get my, uh, my, my tits sorted. <sighs> Can you see it? Beaks. <laughs> Glorious. 
Um, so this story takes place when I was 17. I had just started university and was excited about having a fresh new start since I'd always been a nerdy outcast in high school. I'd never had a boyfriend before. I'd never been on a date. So I was lame. Naive. <laughs> Got that. Got that. <laughs> so I was naive and optimistic about boys. My introverted and awkward personality hadn't magically changed since entering university. So it's safe to say that I didn't meet any interesting guys. Are you an interesting person is the question you want to ask. Yeah, I, was like, I was like already seeing so much relatability. Optimistic oh about boys. This just made me think of my dream last night, which no. was so disturbing. Okay. Quick one liner. I was fucking my teenage secondary school boyfriend. Oh. So, oh. Is it? No, no, no. Well, uh, are you just here to stir shit up for the I day? I am a giddy fuck today. <laughs> okay, go on. Ain't no one gonna. So she got to university, and the reality of boys seeped in. Yeah. One late night, I was in my room working on an assignment on my laptop when I received a request on MSN Messenger. The email address was a boy's name with some numbers. The name was clearly ethnic and likely someone of the same origin as me. Intrigued, I accepted. For the sake of the story, we'll call this boy Ken. We got to chatting and I asked him how he'd gotten my email address. He dodged the question. I let it go, not thinking too much of it. This was from a time when it was normal to accept anyone and everyone as a friend on Facebook and other social media platforms. As Ken and I continued to talk, I learned that he lived in my city and apparently wasn't much older than me. As I'd guessed, our roots were in fact in the same country. I asked him why he didn't have a picture of himself as his display picture and he, this prompted him to suggest that we turn our webcams, we turn on our webcams because he wanted to see me too. I declined, but he insisted. Somehow he convinced me and we both switched on our webcams. I was pleasantly survived and somewhat relieved to see that Ken was good looking young guy chatting to me from the comfort of his bedroom, seemingly very normal. Our MSN chats carried on for a couple of weeks. They developed into texts and we even had a few phone calls after I agreed to give him my phone number. I started to develop a crush on Ken. He'd asked me to go out with him a couple of times, but I was always pretty busy with school and our schedules weren't lining up. Finally, we found one afternoon when we were both free and decided to schedule a lunch date. Ken had a car and offered to pick me up from the university after I was done for the day. I was a little too dressed up for my C plus programming class, but just right for the lunch date we had planned at a local vegetarian restaurant. Cute. Stupidly, I didn't tell any of my friends where I was going or with whom because I was embarrassed about going on my very first date at almost age 18 with someone who had randomly added me on MSN. That is a joke. <laughs> no, it's only a joke. I waited outside my building when a black car with heavily tinted windows pulled up beside me. The oh, passenger wow. side window was rolled down and sure enough, there was Ken sitting in the driver's seat. I was happy to see that he was cute in person as he was on webcam. However, what I wasn't expecting was the intense smell of weed floating around out of the car. Not relevant, but part of the first impression. Admittedly, I was a bit taken back and was concerned that he might be driving high. He unlocked the doors and motioned for me to get in, so I did, without dispute. As I sat down in the passenger seat and he immediately put his hand on my thigh, I nervously shifted my leg away. So, I started. Do you know where the restaurant is? I can guide you, if you want. He smirked at me, but didn't say anything and just started driving. Okay, kind of weird. I thought maybe he was just nervous or awkward, both of which I could sympathise with. So I let it be. I was about to try my hand at a little small talk, which I'm good at. <laughs> when I oh, noticed... what a way to tee up a bit of small talk. Yeah. Might try my hand at this. 
when I noticed heading towards, I noticed him heading towards the highway ramp. I started to worry because the restaurant was not far from my campus and there was no reason for us to be getting on the highway. Oh, no. I'm getting stressed here. So am I. Yeah. Have you read ahead? No. <laughs> um, oh, I love this. This is all coming brand new to Cass. I, yeah, I love these stories. Sarah, <laughs> you need to really fuck with her this one day. So Give her a story and be like, oh, it's grand. It's like, it's definitely really lighthearted and it's like, it's just kind of, this is the gist and then let it just like nose dive. slowly pan out to like uh, the script of Shrek. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it was all a dream. And that was just oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I started to worry oh yeah so you don't need to take the highway the restaurant is really close by I can guide you I tried to keep my voice steady but I could hear my own nervousness Ken finally spoke for the first time since I had gotten into the car I thought maybe we could just go to my place instead we can play need for speed and I can make lunch for you I was 17 on my way to the house of a guy I just met for the first time and I hadn't told anyone where I was going my mind was racing I knew this would be an utterly stupid thing to do. Despite the clear red flags waving in my face, I decided that I didn't want to ruin our first date by rejecting his offer to make me lunch and play Need for Speed together, which I told him I liked playing. So like an idiot, I reluctantly agreed to avoid being rude. Uh, Ah, here we go. Uh We made it to his house. It was apparently his family's home and was situated in a sort of shady neighborhood. We stepped inside and of course no one was home except us. It was sparsely furnished and looked unkept, which struck me as pretty odd for a family home. He informed me that his Xbox was in his bedroom. I hesitated in the doorway, but he sat, on the, he sat on the foot of his bed in front of the TV and patted the empty space beside him for me to take a seat. There was literally nowhere else to, for us to sit in the room, so I cautiously sat down, keeping as much distance as I could between us. I started to relax as we played Need for Speed, and he made us peanut butter jelly sandwiches to munch on. I was about to laugh at myself for being overly paranoid when Ken did something bizarre. He got onto the bed and, and sat down directly a behind me. His vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> Sorry. He sat his legs on either side of me and tried to guide my hands on the controller. I started to ask him what he was oh, doing. It's a ghost. Mm. Yeah. And Ken has seen ghost. I started to ask him as if, and as if this wasn't uncomfortable enough, his hands moved from the controller and slid up my shirt. Oh That's God. when I started to panic. I thought Man, he was trying to grope me. Slick operator. She but instead, he was to. He, I thought he was going to try and grope me, but instead he started squeezing and massaging my belly. What I was more than fuck? a little chubby back then. And so you can imagine what that might have been like. I dropped the controller in pure shock and quickly stood up fixing my shirt. <laughs> I was okay. just going to play the song from Ghost. I just no, wait. I add a good backdrop. But then it's about to, to get the belly so massage. D- dark, is it? Well, he was at a loss for words and he just smirked and said he liked it. I felt completely disgusted. I'd had enough. I lied and told him I had a group project to work on and I needed to go. He asked where I lived so he could drop me home. Thankfully, I had the common sense not to tell him and I asked him to drop me back at school instead, where I'd be so, where I was supposedly meeting my classmates. He obliged. After our very uncomfortable first date, I decided I didn't want to talk to Ken anymore. I didn't block him on MSN or on my phone, our only two methods of communication, but I rarely responded to his messages and I ignored his calls. Once he messaged me on MSN around 11pm, asking me to come over and telling me that he would send a cab to bring me over to his place. Thoroughly annoyed, I responded, what do you take me for? You don't even think, why do you even think I would want to do that? He replied saying, no sex, I promise. Just bizarre. I was disgusted and didn't even respond. He continued trying to get in touch with me for months and then suddenly vanished. I figured I, he'd finally gotten the point. Now, I wish the story ended there, but it doesn't. I last heard from Ken in late February. He had stopped trying to contact me shortly after Valentine's Day. 
In April, two nuclear family members and I went on holiday to visit another relative who we'll call Annie, who was living in the Caribbean at the time. Anne, who I love dearly, was and still is a bit eccentric. She considers herself very spiritual and is an active member of a large, well-known spiritual organisation. Scientology, obviously. She is <laughs> deeply connected um, and goes back to her origin country for frequent visits. While we stayed with her in the Caribbean, she told us there was almost about a recent spiritual trip to her home country where she met a wealthy and well-connected local woman through the organisation who became a very close friend. Let's call her Connie, the con artist. During our visit, Anne introduced us to Connie virtually over Skype. Because Connie lives in the home country, we chatted to her a couple of times through our vacation via Skype and got to know her a little bit. Little did we know back then that Connie and Anne, who had spontaneously met halfway across the world, would soon wreak utter havoc on our lives. Now, that's a story that I'm just not and may never be ready to tell because of how many lives were affected and the severity of the damage that inflicted. Oh, God, I want to read that. Hang story. on a second. Are we just forgetting about Ken now? No, we're going back okay. to Ken. <laughs> what you need to know is that Connie was the outright criminal and con artist who had been targeting our family for a long time before Anne had actually met her. Their meeting was no coincidence. Not only did she manage to steal over 100K from our family, but she took any peace of mind or sense of security we ever had. When we finally caught on and confronted her, she insisted that we were mistaken, but disappeared into thin air once we forced her out of our lives. Now, you're probably wondering what this has to do with Ken. Yes. Well, get this. The situation with Connie lasted many months. The whole thing is a blur to me now. But when we first spoke to her online in April, I remember the whole ordeal lasting well into the fall. While she normally resided in the home country, Anne had invited her to visit and stay with us where we presently live. That's when things really took a turn for the worse. Some of the things I clearly remember and are important to the story were that one, the whole time she was staying with us, she was trying to convince me to transfer schools to a very obscure school and program in the US and was actually getting very pushy about it. And two, she asked me if I was a virgin and told me to save myself for my husband. During this time, I was so emotionally drained and stressed that I didn't really think of anything but the situation at hand. In fact, I'd stopped socialising almost entirely and even started habitually skipping classes. I'd lost contact with my high school friends and my university friends were too new to really care. So my strange behavior and new destructive habits went unnoticed. Fast forward to one day after Connie's final disappearance in the fall, I was at home with my dad when my cell phone rang. I looked at the caller ID and it was a number I hadn't saved. So it was showing the contact information as whatever name the phone was registered under. My heart dropped my stomach. My phone displayed a name. The first name was a man's name and the last name was the same name as Connie's. I started to panic and ran into my bedroom to answer the call. I had no idea what to expect, but when I picked up the phone, it was a familiar voice. Ken. It was Ken. How is it saved in, under your name in your phone? You know when it's... When oh, caller ID on a no, landline. No, no. When you don't have the number called, sometimes when it calls you, like if you get a WhatsApp call or something, just it happens on my phone. Name. It says yeah. maybe. Yeah, so you're right. Such. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it was Ken. No way. Yeah. I honestly thought I was going to puke when I came to a sudden realisation that he had been part of the whole plot. Of course, I don't have hard evidence to prove that he was connected to Connie, but let me explain. The timing of his disappearance and reappearance into my life. The last name, a fairly unique surname, originating from our home country and where Connie is from. But I was Connie never... not there? No, she had left. I had never known Ken's last name until then. And the fact that he contacted me out of the blue and I had no idea why or how were all just too bizarre to be a mere coincidence. I freaked out at Ken when he first called and I told him that if he ever called me again, I would call the police. He responded to this weird half dry, half laugh and he said, well, okay then, in the most creepy voice you can think of and hung up. 
I knew in my gut that this was their last attempt to get back in touch and somehow slithered their way back into my family's lives. Thankfully, I never heard from Ken. A while after this all ended, I was having a conversation with a family member who was also closely involved in all this about the whole ordeal. And she told me that she sensed something extremely wrong when Kenny was pushing to have me sent off to the US to that obscure school. She had an unshakable feeling that Connie was involved in some sort of human trafficking scene and that if I left, she would never see me again. The horrifying pieces came together for me at that time. I was just too damn naive to have seen it before. The memories flooded back to me when I heard that. How Ken had told me no sex, I promise. When he invited me over and how Connie was telling me to remain a virgin. As I said, I'd never told a soul about Ken nor about the weird Valentine's card conversation or V-card conversation with Connie. I strongly and firmly believed that Ken had been some sort of player of Connie's game and they were just there to keep me away from guys and prevent me from having a boyfriend. We never called the police on Connie Which or Ken. Which would make her va- kind of valuable as a virgin to somebody else. Oh yeah, like trafficking of virgins is a really like sick but massive problem. Mm. Um, so I don't... We never called the police on Connie or Ken because nothing illegal happened at face value. It's very hard to explain. I'll also mention that I tried to find Ken online many times after this call ended and was not able to find a sliver of information about him. Not by Ken, not by the name on the caller ID. It was as if he never existed. And also I was awful at directions and didn't remember the house where he had taken me to. Exactly. That is terrifying. It sounds like she's right. Yeah. That is fucking terrifying, but weird. So, so weird. So presumably Ken, whoever, Connie was working with Ken, maybe they were mother and son. Something very, very strange. And Connie took care of the kind of parents end and then Ken went into, was the whole goal to get her, but they also had stolen a hundred grand. Yeah, and stolen money. So then there was, there's an edit at the end. So like a lot of people are commenting about AOL, which is, is that some sort of, organization is AOL not AOL is, me- is messenger yeah I know but like there's it says I see AOL getting of attention here and I think I need to be more clear and provide some information she was not an AOL leader representative anything like that um, is that cult or it must be related? some sort of Google that. Huh. very good story everyone's okay now no and then, yeah so she just clarifies saying I'm not saying that AOL was involved in the potential human trafficking scheme Academy of Leaders the Academy of Leaders is a leadership development certificate program for students developed by the Centre for Leadership and Service AOL online is, is designed to help students enhance their leadership skills the Art of Living Foundation what the fuck is it that's though anyway great story that's Matt. interesting Mad. Yeah. Oh, my God. How exciting. The Art of Living Foundation seems to be this. You Do you watch, um, by the looks here of this uh, post, it seems to be that the Art of Living is some sort of organization that's about health and practice, but it's being called... Uh, well, there's a cult. Yeah, it's there's... Like a wellness... Yeah, scheme imagine. I think it's well. You know, there's in, in one the scene in literally three doors down from here on Sing Street. Shut up. <laughs> one of those, you know, that building, green door there. I live constantly telling That's, people where we are. Is that not connected to the church? Oh, I was always curious what that place was. Yeah, yeah, I always see people queuing up outside it. Well, I'm not sure what. Yeah, I don't know now. Oh, I'm too susceptible for a cult now. I can't. You are that. very, are. especially yeah. right we'll now you, today. We'll mind you. 
I mean, it's That's got some mad. excellent I mean, reviews here on Google Cuss. <laughs> Building is beautiful right around the corner. Very handy to work. There That's are. a cult that you could be in, but you could still <laughs> keep your regular work hours. Now, that I is d- good. It's a convenient I don't know. Convenient cult. cult might not be the right word for whatever this is. We must... Be- it, oh, I, are you being careful, Jen? Oh, <laughs> they're very close right now. They're very close. Uh, to us. Oh my god, I'm on their website. What is the happiness program? Yes, I want to discover okay, it. Yes, Cassie. I want to learn more. <laughs> Bank details up front? Sure, no problems. Oh, this is actually exactly, sorry, exactly how I got involved in the other cult. So I'm going to turn on. Close that. your laptop. Thank you. <laughs> it was just a little course. It was just one little taster course. Uh oh. That's so interesting. And you're there. Is a personality type, do you think that's particularly, or it's like a spot in your life that makes you vulnerable to. Leadership, um, I think it's just a general naivety, really, to be honest with you, and an overly trusting sensibility. But <laughs> you're a very like rigorous thinker, you know. I am now, Sophie. No, now, Used to be yeah. a huge dum dum. <laughs> Before we knew you, huge. That's mad, isn't it? Like, there's just so the various ways of scamming online. I mean, it's just. Endless. Well, but building trust, I think, through something that's untangible, like an organ, a spiritual organization, I think would be a good way to to con someone because often they're so big on the idea of community and trust and togetherness yeah. that you implicitly trust the people around you. So if mm. someone wanted to scam a load of vulnerable, naive people going into a spiritual organization, not a cult, would probably be the way to do it. I feel like people are doing that via Instagram with wellness. Yeah, oh yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. I was going like, is there any scope for kind of a podcast pivot into wellness cult? Well, you could do it as a creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, give us your horror fucking story. Okay, I, I've given. I'm uh, just like glaze over the really. This I, I yeah, love. That's the what gore, I'm gonna do. But because there's just... a lot of attendant detail. It's the attendant detail that I'm more into rather than the kind of central horror. Yeah. Okay. So if focus we can, on that. And focus on the frivolous. Yeah. In this harrowing story, and genuinely. Skip ahead. I know the whole of the creep dive is a trigger warning, but hmm. anyone feel free to skip ahead here. Okay. Can, um, I, I can't. Buzzfeed headline. You may not. You're not allowed. No. But this is penance for all the pedo baiting you, you did as a teenager. That's exactly what it is. That is not a thing. I would just like to state categorically. Pedo baiting 100% is a thing. No, it fucking isn't. Well, it is when it's like, you know undercover people yeah 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 yeah. i just yeah i just want to clarify i'm sorry it's not the child's fault is what you're saying yeah 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 yeah, grant you know that kind of pedo rhetoric yeah that you'd sometimes hear anyway she lured me in i mean now gross we're okay from one to another swing pivot okay um have you would you know actually what the phrase the social media trial of the century refers to no Oh. This story is all pretty recent memory. Uh, do you have a theory? America, Florida. No, go family for it. Related? Oh yeah, there's a family at the center. Adoption. Of this. A very strange family. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. There's a name, Casey Anthony. Yes. Uh, tot God mom. Damn it. But all the details. Fascinating though. She, I truly. mean, if there was a creep that. Spoke to a lot of our concerns. 
It is Casey, An- Casey Anthony. Give it to us. Shh. Very, very heavy on the lying. Oh. Casey Anthony. Do you know this one? Do you remember No, it? no, no. You'll know it when you start talking. Okay, so Casey Anthony. So Time Magazine described her case as the social media trial of the century. And um, it is a highly, it's like, oh, it's just a horrific story. But there is some very interesting things about Casey, about her mother, about her father. That is all very fascinating. I think creeps in the blood here. Let's go. Okay, so Casey Anthony was um, a young mom of a little girl called Kaylee. Um, so Casey, at the time of all this, was in her kind of early 20s. And so she'd had her little girl and she was very, uh, like she lived basically on and off with her parents, George and Cindy, um, in like the late 2000s, like 2008, 2009. Jen is just nodding at me with this kind of, I mean, absolute resignation slash irritation no, disbelief no, no. that I am doing this to you on a Friday morning. Okay, so she was very close in with the grand the grandparents, um, and they looked after Kaylee loads, so they were really invested um, in their, do- their daughter and their granddaughter. Um, until in the summer of two thousand and seven, in fact, eight two thousand and eight. <laughs> Um, Casey took Kaylee um, from her parents' house where she they had spent the day swimming in the above ground pool and having a very kind of Floridian sort of delightful day for themselves. Way prefer an above ground pool. And then over the next 31 days, um, while they saw Casey very intermittently, they didn't see their granddaughter, Kaylee. For a month. Yeah, okay. for a month. Very unusual, you would think. Uh Absolutely. I mean, my mum would definitely have something to say about that. Yeah. And they did. Cindy and George, the parents, were like, where's Where's Kaylee? Where are you? Uh, You know, we haven't seen Kaylee. We'd love to see Kaylee. And um, Casey just said she was really busy with work. Um, Who was doing the minding? was with... Her dad. Zanny the nanny. Um, So Zanny was a nickname for um, a woman who Casey said was minding um, Kaylee called Zaneda Fernandez-Gonzalez, a.k.a. Zanny the Nanny. And so Casey was just like really invested in her job at Universal Studios, very Florida job to have. Mm -hmm. And apparently she was just really busy, all the marketing mom, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And Zanny's got Kaylee and... um, all fine. Now they did see Casey um, the odd time during this month. Now there was a bit of um, a row broke out at one point because this is kind of indicative of the kind of daughter Casey is. She was caught breaking into their garage to steal petrol. And the reason they had the petrol, so George, the da, kept a stash of like jerry cans and petrol in his shed because Doomsdayers. No. Oh. No, people with very, very thick, annoying daughter who continuously runs, runs out, out of petrol. petrol and calls daddy. That's fucking annoying. Now, I've run out of petrol in my life. Mm. Yeah. Once. 
It happens once. Yeah, you're and right. And really, does. that's the only time. You yeah. have I'm a too one afraid time. too. My dad was like, the engine will seize and the car will be broken forever. Do not let your petrol go into the red yeah. thingy. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's very occasionally it happens I can see how it happens. But you, you really only get one go. Mm. Yeah. Her, it happened so often to Casey Anthony that her dad had like kept petrol on site because he was constantly bringing it to her. Apparently. So mm. anyway, they rumbled her trying to steal the petrol. Steal it? Sure. Yeah, it was hers from, anyway. From their garage. Uh, well, it wasn't. Oh. I was. It was yeah. he had bought it, and um, so that was at one point he saw her trying to steal the petrol. That's so weird. Yeah, Even yeah. The way they would say steal. Um. Well, Barbara. Like, well, it is like stealing bro- bro- from your. Why wouldn't you just be like, "Hey, can I?" Have oh yeah, petrol? but she like broke in like kind of after dark kind okay. of, and weird. he like disrupted her. Yeah, with her, he she had moved in with a boyfriend during this time. And it was so suspicious. She was with the boyfriend, and um, so uh, and then another point, he um, smell of my breakfast was trying to get the smell of your it's breakfast, disgusting. like fucking unreal. Yeah, get that. And so then at another point, uh, he came. She came by, and um, they had called the police to report the break in and to report that the petrol had been stolen. Okay. So this was a real kind of like, uh, we're calling the police, Casey. We're calling that slow dial. Like yeah. they're full of threats, basically. Yeah. But they kind of, it's like empty threats, basically. They're just trying to like, you know, just kind of scare her into so had being she been like less of, of a dick. A pain in the hole her whole life. I think like a repeated pain in the hole, but also like she's one brother, Lee, who doesn't seem to figure very much in the kind of family landscape at all. Like it's all about Casey and it's all about Cindy, the mom, who's mm. also like obsessed with her and they, but they have like this real kind of like nye, nye, nye kind of relationship so then another point um she came back and uh her her dad confronted her about stealing the petrol and this was now like they hadn't seen it was about 10 days since they'd seen kaylee at this point and um he was like um you know you can't be taking the petrol i shouldn't even have to have petrol for you and she was like here's your fucking gas cans daddy and she took them out of the boot and like fucked them at him and quickly closed the boot oh God. and um so there was you know empty obviously at this point or no the what boot? The, gas. the gas yeah gas empty at that point here's your fucking gas cans so then the next thing was the car was towed because she obviously hadn't paid for parking or anything like that. And the parents got... Um, she sounds very relatable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Except that like most of us when we're in this phase of our lives don't have a toddler. Yeah. Um, and anyone who does, from my experience, seriously steps up. Yeah. You know? Because um, you're trying to prove to everyone as well who's all judgmental of you that you're a good mother. Not Casey. Not Casey. Not Casey. So anyway, um, the car is towed because she doesn't pay parking. And eventually, like, the parents are notified about the car because, like, their names are probably on the car or something like that. And um, they're just, uh, this is in the middle of July. They, so again, now we're four weeks since they've actually laid eyes on Kaylee, their granddaughter. They go to pick up the car from where it's been impounded. And um, George, the dad... Um, observes a strong odour, not probably unlike the odour of Jen's breakfast. Mm. Um, bad, very bad. Lingering in the room, um, emanating from the in vehicle. The and one of the other lads at the impound place was like, yeah, fucking reeks. Jeez. Smells like death. Oh. 
and no. they opened the boot so like they were having a look and they found a um a big plastic bag that was full of rubbish and like moldy pizza uh. and maggots fine so that could have theoretically explained the smell yeah theoretically so um he brings he brings the car home anyway and he's like fucking casey yeah, fucking what a disaster case. I've just is. come back down from the impound. There's a fucking bag of rubbish in the boot that's been there for fuck knows how long. Cindy gets hysterical because that's their only fucking way of dealing with their daughter. She goes out, she's like, the car smells like death, George. This car smells like death. <laughs> and then um, she, uh, Casey comes to the house and they have a big fucking row and Cindy again it's like i'm calling the police slow dial slow dial and um so casey's kind of like it's chaotic and she's kind of pleading and they're going like we haven't seen kaylee where is she and that's when casey breaks down and reveals that she hasn't seen kaylee either in four weeks and how old is kaylee supposed to be she hasn't seen her yeah two-year-old yeah here we go and that she left her with zanny the nanny because she's been so busy at her job in sea world or universal studios i can't remember which one it was are they the same thing she's been so busy they are aren't the same thing i think so yeah one's on land and one's in the water yeah it is the same company and so anyway she breaks down and she's like i left her with zanny the nanny and i haven't seen her and she may she may have kidnapped her and i just didn't want you guys to be mad at me mommy and daddy because i've lost my daughter um basically terrifying human Uh uh-huh and so like cindy's doing the slow dial and And then then speed dial yeah (laughs) um well i think she doesn't I don't know if they immediately believed her at that point. I don't right. know if they really knew what to believe. And they, she was like, where is your daughter? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess my terrible accent. I feel here. like if you had, from the grandparents' perspective, if you knew that's what your child was child like, was like mm. there's no fucking way. And having not seen the child. You would, yeah. let, you would let that time go. I mean, it's not like they didn't know where well, she lived. True. Why didn't they just go? You would... I don't 100% do that These, these yeah. parents are strange people Well they are strange too There's a lot of strange Definitely. people Definitely there's a lot yeah. of strangeness going on So right um, I listened to the call um, And she's basically do, do you want to listen to it? No You oh. tell us She basically is just It's the mom, Cindy And she's basically being really weird Like she's kind of got a voice on As if it's for show As Ma- if it's actually Maybe we should listen What do you think? Yeah Is it scary? No Sad? It's just really telling I think Of like their dynamic And how They've kind of probably had this kind of bullshit with Casey forever. Yeah. I, They're you know, just exhausted with just this bullshit. Exhausted. Yeah. Do you want me to play it? Yeah. I'll see if I can get it up again. Um, here we go. YouTube. As freaky as we are. My memory of this story is I never, there was no mention in the media of, of this kid's dad ever. No. Hang on now. Might have to. Hang on. Here we go. Person stole something. Yes. Is this a relative? Yes. So 
she's talking about her own daughter there, but she's going, I have this individual sitting in my auto. Like she's doing this kind of weird language mm. of kind of like, I think it's a show. It's performative to Casey. It's performative to or the daughter. Sorry, to the daughter. To yeah. Casey, yeah. I, that's what I'm hearing. Do you guys kind of hear that? Totally. Mm, yeah, yeah. And they're like, just a formality. She's like, you, it's a formality with the police as well, I think, where they where they are pushing for a certain... Yeah. Crimes to be convicted. Or know? I feel like she's kind of pushing Casey to kind of cough up Kaylee as if Kay- as if she can still. Or sort of. It's so, just sorry, weird. But she's not ringing the police in relation to the missing girl, which no. she now knows is fucking missing. Yeah. And she's and, and what is it still over the gas canisters that she's and the car and the car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A theft auto. I have an individual sitting in my auto. It's just so fucking weird. It's, it's yeah, performing yeah. to it's the daughter. It's very to say, Look, fucking weird. You're isn't in it? big trouble now that I'm using all this police language. Mm. So we dial. So that's right. The end of the first four weeks of Kaylee being missing. We dial back slightly for a second. I'll tell you what Casey's been up to during the four yes. weeks. Okay, so we know that she was like she'd moved in with the boyfriend. See, naive me, I was still like she maybe she is busy in work. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you can be really busy, and like you could things get on the long finger, and you could be like really must call Zanny and just Except find out child. like yeah. where my kid is. Still have Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. Um, does Zanny sound like anything to you? Do you guys know what Zannies are? No, no, it like sounds like Zaddy. Yeah, oh, Z- Zanny is short Zanny. for Xanax. Oh, interesting. And like they love their prescription pills in the States. And did she, was she ever tested for drugs? Casey. Yeah. No, not at this point. But, um, so she'd obviously, um, on the last day that they'd seen her, they'd been swimming at the, at George and Cindy's house and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, that night there is, um, CCTV footage of, Casey and her boyfriend Anthony Lazaro <laughs> so bad um, browsing for a video at Blockbuster ah okay. retro no sign of Kaylee with them okay um, it's very I remember those browsings very hard to find a video you, oh, you'd be there for about an hour the night be gone yeah, I know, looking for something to watch part of the fun was going in to find the video okay yeah. where is this kid so anyway then right a few days later and um, that week, Casey's captured in various photos uh, on social media, partying at the Fusion nightclub. That's right. They posted them all. I remember seeing them. Oh, in yeah. The news. This was all over the place. And participating in a hot body contest. Right. Um, which is kind of what it sounds like. All the while. Still no sign of Still Kaylee. no sign of her kid. Days drifting past. She's staying at Anthony Lazaro's gaff. Sitting around, uh, just kind of Has hanging he out, ever seen playing pe- video games. And um, he hasn't spotted uh, Casey even going to work yet because she's one of those people. No job. She's no job, and she's been fake working at yeah. Universal Studios slash SeaWorld for about two years. Her, what? And her Where's parents her well know that. From? They she's must staying with well him. Well, know that. That's I'd why say she's stealing petrol out of their exactly. garage and shit. And I'd say she, she's they're still giving her money. Then uh, yeah, as well. yeah. Especially if they think their grandchild yeah, is with her. Yeah. And she's yeah, like um. So anyway, it's a fake job that she's been fake going to for two years. Like, like so many creeps on this podcast. Just get a job. It's less work than fake jobbing. Honestly. Um, is in around this time that she went back and broke into the shed and got the petrol and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, about two and a half weeks after Kaylee was last seen, um, Casey got a tattoo, as you do. Um, the tattoo saying, Bella Vita. 
Beautiful which is life. Very classy. Yeah. Very, yes, beautiful life. Good, In good Italian. work, Jen. Oh, thank you. Parlez-vous Italiano. Si. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of brings us up to the point where Cindy picks up the phone to call the police and say that we haven't seen Kaylee. Cindy the grandmother. Cindy's the grandmother. Yeah. After the call to the police about the car or during that same call? Uh what do you mean? During so, the call where she says she has... Oh yeah, they do finally fucking mention our, we haven't seen her granddaughter in four weeks and like a whole investigation is like Explodes. quickly mounted. Um, Casey's arrested. Um, sorry, when is Casey arrested? No, yeah, she's... Oh, bu- 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 bu, sorry, hang on. Yeah. Um, so police investigators basically immediately discover that she is lying about the job. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of first thing in the House of Cards that starts to come down. But the way it comes down is fucking so spot on Casey fucking Anthony. They're like, where do you work? She's like SeaWorld slash Universal Studios. They're like, take us there. Oh, and she's no. like, sure. And she brings them to the building and seemingly somewhat some kind of sort of strolls around looking I think for somewhere to say that she works until I presume she like ran out of corridor and just and then turned around and was like I don't work here I was lying I was lying She's not, from my memory of the what I know of her, to be sort of this kind of crying person. No. So hot bod contest. Hot, yeah. So even in, I mean, have yeah. a hot bod. I'm and not she's judging not that. Sort of, she's not sort of defaulting to tears break down. That's not her mo. She's it's just kind of steely, kind of, isn't she? Oh, she's yeah, like very. It's sociopath stuff. Yeah, dissociative kind of. Yeah, walks them down and is like, yeah, I don't work here. Yeah, but blankly, not like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not trying to perform it. You know, oh yeah, way. no, no. She's not like yeah. She's not putting on a big hysterical. She's show. kind of lying, giving up on that lie, finding, finding a new lie. Finding a new lie, exactly. So that's the next thing. They were like, "Where does Zanny the nanny live?" And she's like, "I'll take you there." No, <laughs> just yeah. hoping in the time in of the, the time journey. of the journey, she'll figure out where Zanny could live. Like that, obviously, like completely. Dis- I think they were like, "Will you take us there?" Or is this another lie? Is there Casey? a Zanny the Latin nanny? Do you think at that point they believed the child was dead? Dead? No, I okay. don't think so. I think they were fucking baffled. They Had did arrest Cindy her and charge her then and there, though, with child, child neglect and, and making Cindy, false statements. Did Cindy the mother ever meet Zanny the nanny? No. Oh, well, Zanny doesn't exist. No. <laughs> Zanny no. doesn't exist at all. No. Zanny doesn't exist at all. Now there is so um much uh evidence mounted about the car, about what happened, but they still actually have no um body for Kaylee. So they actually still don't know if it's murder. They're like they can't actually charge her with murder yet. Can or you tell like us that. anything about the father? Is, did you the, come across the father of the child? Yeah. No, I don't think they ever actually stated who that was. Why? I mean, but, surely that would be. But maybe the father never knew who. Maybe. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Why? Why didn't? The, but why didn't Cindy step in? Like, presumably, obviously they're funding Kaylee in some way. So either they're giving her money for the car, the gas, Casey, or yeah, Casey for um maybe they're giving her money towards the nanny payment. Mm. Why didn't they? 
insist on minding the child I mean it's obviously maybe it's not their place but like I think it's all yeah it's weird you know do grandparents not like the odd time pick up the child from the nanny yeah. or take the child when the nanny can't be there or completely but their relationship sounds like four days I'll she think. was a fucking I think she was a bully. melt of I a think daughter. she was a liar yeah. and a bully to yeah. parents yeah so they probably for part of that four weeks were like oh she's leaving us alone let's just not rock the boat if everything's quiet she's not been at us asking for things but I think as well there's the kind of parents who are like I need Casey has to take responsibility you know like one week it would be like Casey has to take responsibility mm. another week it would be like you know Paying her bills. giving her 500 quid or something yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's chaos and stuff the kid does add a, a layer of you know Please whatever take it seriously guys your daughter's a fucking mess whatever yeah. about Casey somebody needs to step in and mind did they have I know you're not like the uh, as a prosecutor on the case, but uh, do do you know like had they minded this kid? Like had there been some sort of attempts at? Yeah. Is there any suggestion oh, no, that there, she was there an was unfit mother? Where she stayed with them? No. Okay. No, and there was suggestion that she was a good mother at times, for sure. Like mm-hmm. that she'd like read to her and be with her and mother her, and certainly that as well. But um, yeah. So at this point, she's in police custody they are looking for this child they're looking for the child she um was released on bond and they are uh, the family hired a um hired a um private investigator so they've searched and searched and searched um by all accounts but the and um, casey's not saying anything no she's like, not giving them casey's any useful really information sticking to the nanny thing like even though they've she said she doesn't know where the nanny lives i mean it's just like she's just kind of like it's chaos and she's sticking to the nanny and um so anyway um they i'm sorry i'm just looking in terms of the the media around it was it was funny it was sort of two things from memory it was loads of her pictures of her having a great time so many of that and then this kind of sort of support of casey suggesting you know, did you get, am I right in saying that? That there was like, you know, or was there no support of Kay? I feel like there was kind of a pushback against Casey has clearly d- killed her daughter, disposed of the body and now. Is out having a party. Is out having, having It was a just party. that it was so unbelievable, maybe. That's it. That and I think, no, absolutely. I, I think as the trial progressed, I think that I definitely the kind of sentiment towards Casey turned vicious. Because it was all so damning. Yeah. But I think like up she until then it was very. to her story though. Like from from July to kind of like November, there was still all this uncertainty of like where the girl was. And no from remain. July till November. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't, didn't find the, um, didn't find her until. They found November. The yeah. Oh my God. Quite near where the family's house is. Where? In this kind of like, the, the it seems like the house kind of backs onto like a stretch of kind of undeveloped uh, uh, land. Okay. And it's sort of weird because there was a guy called Roy Cronk who said, reported to the police in like August that he'd seen something kind of weird, uh, a suspicious bag. Hmm. And in August, July, so the month after, so during the investigation. Yeah, when it was at the yeah. Beginning. 
And nobody had investigated it? Yeah. Well, no, then an officer did investigate, apparently, but apparently just at a cursory uh, search. Couldn't see it and yeah, moved on. Yeah, and moved on. And at this time, the, there was a new theory bubbling up that they thought that um, Kaylee, the little girl, had drowned in the family pool. Uh, and that George, the granddad, was had, in on this. had decided to help cover it up with yeah. Casey. Uh, but but so drowning in a family pool is not necessarily... There was a lot of debate about the pool theory because it's an above ground pool. So they, there was, was a thing us. of the ladder being up or down. Right. Um, and if it was like up, she wouldn't have been able to, to get, get out. Up, to get up to the pool. To get it's up. an outside Sorry. ladder. Sorry. Like the little, the ones in little. You know, those ones that are kind of on the big on blue ones. They have stilts yeah. kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but had she drowned in the pool, would there have been legal, like probably would neglect. Would have been but like, an accident? Jesus. Yeah. No, it's, what Sorry, kind of right. person would be cover like, let's cover madness. this accidental death by Sorry. making it look like a murder? Absolutely. It's so bonkers. But there sense. is still like people who kind of, well, definitely gave weight to the theory at the time and stuff. That, that George was in on it. Mm. But they just didn't tell Cindy and that's why she's stirring the shit calling the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That they never, he was like, don't tell your mother. I mean, it's it, that's what the story went like. That yeah. basically George was like, we'll take care of this. Don't tell your mother. As if it's a fucking why vase now? she's broken and what, in there's the something living room or something. Suggest that George was... Why would they have suggested that? Is, did it feel like George... I'll come to that. Okay. I'll come actually yeah. to that because that's interesting. This is a so, fascinating story. It's fucking crazy. And actually, there's so much detail in it that like, I know I'm hop skipping through quite a lot of it. But like, they eventually found the little girl's remains and it was um, the by a private investigator hired by the Casey family. What the fuck? Um, hmm. Sorry, this- Anthony family. Casey's her first name in, <laughs> in November in that in first area where that guy Roy Cronk had been like I think I see something over here which does lean and now I mean, they videotaped to... the search and why didn't the and like that would be unusual that you'd be happen to be videotaping on that one fucking afternoon that you finally find the girl that's been missing and not have videotaped months. everything and else. so who are yeah. we saying who videotaped one of the uh, one of the investigators so okay. there's a private investigator called Dominic just wearing a GoPro no, kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Is he Who wearing knows, one of those body yeah. cams though? Maybe. That is But he's very a PI, he's not a police officer. Um, and so then he, he, the family said that they had not asked him to search that area, that like they hadn't sent him there basically. Mm. And when the defense asked who had sent him to the area, he said that a psychic gave him the tip. Which is, again, lying. Did he have access at that time to the fact that a neighbour had pointed out this spot? Was any of those things released? Had they been released in the press? I mean... Well, he's the family's private investigator. So the the family family could have been privy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, But he insists the family did not tell him. But, I mean, it just seems like... But surely his job would be to go around and talk to neighbours. The poor um, child is a skeleton at this point. And um, so even finding out what has happened is now going to be really difficult. Wow. Because... Of course, her remains have decomposed beyond the point of... Well, there's one thing that suggests something amiss, suggests murder, is that there is a bit of duct tape kind of on or near the skull. (gasps) And it's so weird because I don't think it ever even got to the bottom of it in the trial of whether that tape had been there when the private investigator found the remains or whether it was put on for transit by 
um, somebody in the medical examiner's office or something like that. So basically... What a fuck up. How... I know. All the way through the trial, basically, the prosecution were like, it was on and the defense were like, no, that put that was put on for transit. And like, I don't think they ever really quite came to the bottom of But how. it's sort of... But Doesn't anyway, now basically it's they not had like remains. She got into it herself and died of natural causes. I mean, it, at this point, exactly, it's, it's ruling murder. accident yeah. versus murder. And also, we know why would you make an accident? Why would you cover up an accident to make it look like a murder? It's fucking crazy. But like, obviously, the defense were going to argue whatever they could. So they all end up going into court, right? And yeah. Casey's charged with murder and child neglect and a whole heap of other things because she's also been writing bad checks in this time right fucking hell for fuck's sake Casey anyway they go to trial and the prosecution mounts their case saying that she basically that Zanny the nanny never fucking existed that their kind of basically point was that like tot mom as she was constantly referred to in the media um, just wanted to have a good time and be entering hot body competitions at fusion nightclub and getting her tattoos and that like her poor daughter basically was like an obstacle in the way of that and that she killed her so that she could party was so practically was their there entire argument question mark over the boyfriend being Involved. Involved. Uh, no, I don't okay. think that ever really came into it. He did testify at the trial and things okay. like that because he was often there with Casey during those four weeks before yeah. the daughter. And like, he seems so tapped. Like, because you'd surely be like, where's your, didn't you have a child? But he's just, she would I don't know, he's a Florida, a Floridian DJ. Okay. I right, just don't know so if he's okay. that checked in. He wasn't a suspect. Anyway. No. Okay. Um. So, um, the prosecution, prosecution rests the case. There was also some um, computer evidence, right? That on the day, that day when she was last seen swimming, yeah. and then they have evidence from the Anthony family computer, so like the big massive computer in the, the corner room. of their living room, um, that somebody searched the term foolproof suffocation. What? Well, that's but misspelt suffocation happens to the best of us I can't get necessity right oh my god I just started to google it to see what they might have come back with and I was like don't do that (laughs) oh yeah don't do that well no this this is okay this recording makes sense of why you would do that yes you've got to cover so anyway so there's a lot of like debate about whether she had there was also a google looking for a recipe for chloroform ah here so this is this is really damning Uh uh-huh and this is a computer that she exclusive like did her parents their whole family would have had access and her brother but during the sessions where they came up with these search results they could see that she had logged in say just minutes before on myspace as you do check your socials while you're googling that you feckin' lunatic anyway um right so prosecution rests right defense comes in bang george granddad george who was only concerned about his granddaughter, a para abused Casey as a child. According to who? The defense. This was what, so the guy, the defense lawyer came in and did it, like, you know the way they do an opening statement? So yeah. Cassie, tur- Cassie, so he stood up in <laughs> court. Casey turned on her dad. Yeah. And said, well, he's been molesting me. Well, yeah. I mean, she didn't get on a stand or say anything like but that, but he said it. said it for her in the opening statements. And like, it seems like this was a decision made by the defense to that, pin it on that George. George wasn't privy to. And he sat in the courtroom 
as that happened. So hold on, it's this is wild. interesting though. Cindy and George, are yeah. they standing by their daughter? Yeah, are they, I mean, they, they are. are. Yeah, I mean, I guess they are. Like, they are. But I also, they didn't go public and be like, she's a she melt. <laughs> she's a melt, yeah. So then, right, do you know what they did? They never fucking returned to that detail ever again as a part of the actual uh, evidence. Yeah. They just said it in the opening statement and, and never, yeah, never left it alone. Never returned to it. So it was just like was sowed like, this seed in the minds of the jurors that she was a victim. And of if abuse. they don't examine it, then I guess people will take it as fact. Well, exactly. It can't be interrogated and it can't yeah. be denied or proven. Surely it can. No? Well, can it, I don't but know. They, if they didn't return to it in the course, they presented in the opening statement as a, as that it was literally a sentence Casey was someone who was previously abused in her past take that as by her father as a, yeah take that as you will Wild. because we're not going to give you any more information about that and mm. that's and like the you end default of that. to to believing that about someone obviously now it, was that in order to suggest that her dad molested and killed the child or that no, Casey was, did do it but she was very fucked up yeah it is to tee up that Casey is a pathological liar and she doesn't know how to and a victim be of abuse. a person yeah okay. well, so yeah because those things go hand in I mean come on yeah oh totally um so uh I it's, it's quite a long story short she's found not guilty oh my god what uh-huh because By reason of or because well because there wasn't enough evidence. They could never. They uh, well, it was a trial by jury. So basically, the jury just felt like it couldn't. It was never proven to them that 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 Kaylee was even murdered for definite, because of that, and there was an outcry yeah. at that. Um, you remember watching footage of her, the stills even from her during the trial, sitting. Strange reaction. Am I right to say super cold? Uh, not that that's one way or the other, but she, yeah, strange reactions. She's kind of smiling. There was sort of... I feel like there's definitely no right way to sit in a courtroom no. ever. Because even if you ever take that in the reverse and look at people who are later proven innocent, like... They do weird things. It's just pigs. impossible, I suppose, isn't it? She was just easy she did have to a, hate, I oh. guess is what I'm trying to say. But it's well, like, you see, I suppose if you totally park all the accusations, what you're looking at is a grieving mother. Who's which, I mean, I know that, like, obviously people present in all kinds of different ways, but I don't think she ever made I think any real sense though, of... Most Being people would by what was happening. present earlier to the police if they hadn't uh, seen their fucking kids. Fucking but amazing. she teed up a load of lies. Like she, the child was obviously in danger. If she was making out to the parents that there was a nanny and there wasn't, then where was the child during those times that she was supposed to be with the nanny? Missing from. Well, can they tell how long had she been dead? Because did she go? Did, did it look like her body? Had been dead for the exact length of time she, her grandparents had not seen her. Yeah, I think pretty much. Right. Yeah. It's um, like it's very there is so much more in the case, but the upshot is so baffling. Bananas, cuckoo, bonkers. God, what? Not guilty of like anything. She just walked free. Do you know what she was found guilty of? Not even was, um, giving some false information. Oh, that is bullshit. Um, yeah, that's shocker. But it was uh, time served. And uh, that's the she walked that. out of prison that day to go live her life and go back to her parties. What what has she been doing ever since? Well, she shacked up with one of the trial attorneys. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? On her defense team. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, the, America's fucked. I said it. It's just bizarre. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Um, George it tried to take his own life the following year. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't blame him. 
Um, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, all, like all she was found guilty on was providing false information to law enforcement, not even manslaughter or, or um, child abuse or anything. But she's now famous. So do you know what I think? So, My yeah, theory. Yeah, but she can't, she, she won't work. Like that's, she can't. No, so. She works as for the defense attorney that she's um, partnered up with. I think as a private investigator. Um, well, I think that she. What I think, kind of a CV is that? <laughs> she couldn't investigate the disappear. I mean, oh, yeah, imagine. Ridiculous. It is pretty bad. She oh misplaced her god. own child oh god. for a considerable length of time, and then just forgot to tell anyone. My theory is that it was Zanny, all right. I think I think she oh, accidentally overdosed her child not the smothering or the chlorophyll homemade chlorophyll i don't think do so. you think that do you think that was a little lull to herself that she was sedating the child all along and saying she was with nanny zanny kind of oh, i know that's really zanny. fucked up and sick but like sophie that's a good yes i just feel like that's what it is like i think that she i do think well, it is, I, hope I can't believe that she set out to end her daughter's life I, because there were so many options like the parents were so invested yeah, yeah. like if it she just wanted was. to get on with the hot body contest she could have just been like look uh, can you please just I'm not ready for this so your theory is I think drugging she, in order for Casey to have all of her evenings off yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. sedating and leaving at home sedating and then accidentally went over because I mean that's, that's the only thing that makes of. sense that like yeah. Zanny was a direct reference and it was a joke yeah. other than that girl being so uninventive that she came up with the name for the nanny by just simply rhyming nanny nanny yeah yeah that's sick though it to is continue so sick oh it's so like so a joke yeah. yeah she's fucking wacko isn't she I mean I think genuinely I just can't believe creep she, of the millennium century I can't believe she didn't didn't go to prison for neglect like yeah. the minute they discovered that there was no nanny surely yeah. that's neglect because where feel, is yeah. the child and maybe if you could consider that there was no body maybe you could consider okay look we just don't know with it but we have the body of a small a dead small child uh, yeah, yeah and you were yeah. responsible and nobody's for nobody's in prison <sighs> That is off, and the, the, but the whole kind of the the system seems to be that it's very much like you. Ha- it, what's it in America? You have to. Pr- there has to be a body. There has beyond. to be a motive, and there has to be a means. Okay. Yeah. So the body thing, a lot hinges on that, and a lot hinges now as well on like the kind of uh, the medical proof of death and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And obviously, the burden of proof is on the prosecution, mm. not the defense. That's it. Like so they get- just have to raise enough doubts. That's and it. also the whole uh, concept of reasonable doubt. Yeah. What does that re- what I mean? Well, it's so subjective. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And like you now, they're supposed off to because there's an element of doubt on what reasonable doubt is. And like I've sat on a jury and we had like a reasonable doubt morning. Yeah. Of talking about what reasonable doubt is and how you apply it. You know who did surface? Um, as Annie, not uh, not Annie the nanny, a woman called Zandea. Uh, Gonzalez, like the name that Casey Anthony had given, and she sued Casey Anthony for defamation. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Brilliant. So, very tiny bit of justice there. Phenomenal story. Like, just phenomenally, <sighs> phenomenally frustrating. Creepy. I'm just so glad she got that Bella Vita tattoo. 
because that was essential. Fucking that is weird just lady. absolutely awful. A weird lady with weird, weird parents. Weird family, yeah. And weird the brother parents. stayed completely silent this whole time. Obviously, he was just like, I'm not getting involved in this yeah, fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, distance myself. Yeah, um, to him. That was a really fascinating story, though. Amazing. It's fucking it? crazy. I mean, yeah. it's wild. Uh, so we just ra- wrap it up? Oh, God, you got to give us something. Um, oh, can you give us a tidbit or is it too much I can give you a like tidbit. No, no, it's right here in front something. of me. Okay. Um, this is just a little, just as a little to take us out and yeah. add an old Craigslist Oh, ad. lovely. Um, I can't remember, the, the name, you know, when you do Craigslist ads, you, they're just too, so it's just a bunch of numbers, right? This was 2008, the 28th of April. Wanted, right? I want... Age between 25 to 70. Guy to come over. Join in my model train room. Mutual touching and stuff, but nothing more than that. I'm not gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's all HO scale. No idea what that means. Train related. Looks like a toy train. Then after you can finish, you can stomp around and kick the trains and buildings like a monster. (laughs) But don't break anything. It's my son's stuff. We can do this until 4 a.m. or until we get tired. Also, I have lots of imitation crab meat in my freezer that I need to get rid of so you can have a bunch when you leave. It's perfectly good. We just ordered too much. Attached are the two photographs. First is the train. Humongous model train set taking up the entire room. Oh, that's a whopper. And a shirtless gentleman's photograph in a mirror of his bathroom. Oh, so it's just good. wild. I Imitation crab meat. What even that is, is that? The most what could it be perfect made piece from? of prose I have ever in my You're life. You're welcome. Seen. I'm glad I traveled all the way in to tell you that. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Thank you all for listening. Thanks Thank for you the patrons. So much patrons. Yeah, yeah. Not You're anyone the best. else. Just you guys. <laughs> you guys the rest, are keeping the other us paid. Thousand of you can feck off. <laughs> oh, there's far more than that who, who aren't juicy patrons. Uh thanks a million. See you next week. If you <laughs> want to be a patron <laughs> We're we're there all the time. We're all the time there. There's so much content to catch up there's on. Hours of stuff. Yeah, there's, there's so many great creeps there's behind old that patron visual paywall. stuff. You can watch Who Dick This. Um, yeah. What you else can did watch, we do? Um, take a creep. You can watch Take a Creep. We you could listen to us sing a cappella. A cappella. <laughs> you can watch us wear masks or you, ball gowns on some occasions. You can watch our uh, the creeps most haunted. With Zozo, the doll. That doll. Featured oh my in. God, yeah. Terrifying. I think that was our second, some, around the early Zoom days during lockdown. Yeah. And you can also be privy to um, the Queef Dive, which is coming <laughs> to a patron near you <laughs> soon. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bye. bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.